Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 279, episode four of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Thursday, March 16th, 2023, parent-teacher conference day at my kid's school. So I'm I'm wearing a collared shirt with buttons on it, uh, but I keep fiddling with the buttons, and I think one of them's about to come off. So that's where I'm at. That's how comfortable I am being wearing a collar. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I wish my name was Shadow and not Jack. I love my parents, but they are so whack. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Main, Shadows of the Night, Pat Benatar, in reference to the fact that the name, a, a person's name, Shadow, came up at some point. And I mentioned, I thought it sounded like a cool name and remembered a DJ named Shadow Stevens from my childhood in the hopes that someone would like write in and be like, you know, you kind of look like a shadow. Maybe you should change your name to that. I, you know, the burner accounts I made to make that comment never really caught on. So instead, we just have this AK. Thank you, Christy Yamaguchi. I'm thrilled to be joined by one of the best podcast hosts doing it anywhere. My old friend from the crack days, a Jeopardy champion, the host of the wonderful podcast, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, which makes him the Sif Lord. It is Alex Schmidt! (laughs) Thank you. And a.k.a. The Bison Wise One. Okay. From Butternugs on the Sif Discord who heard yesterday's show and immediately was like, uh, here's one. And so thank you. But uh, And I was remiss in not saying yesterday, congratulations, Miles and Her Majesty on their wonderful base. Yeah. And it's really nice to be here uh, helping out. 
Yeah. It's wonderful having you. I do think Sith Lord is going to stick. It's a perfect match for your just dark heart, the dark <laughs> energy that you bring to every room that you enter. I have, I've always felt a real conflict with the whole like message and deal of the Empire in Star Wars, but then loving brass music. Great anthem, <laughs> you know? Like, if you like brass music, best. you can't yeah. pass on that one. Come on. And as compared to what the rebels are listening to, jizz, isn't that what they called that music? And <laughs> yes, that's canonically the, what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> jizz. Come on, guys. Alex, we are thrilled, fortunate, blessed to be joined in our third yeah. seat by an Emmy nominated host who's worked at The Onion, The Daily Show, advised the Obama White House. He's a New York Times bestselling author, delivered what Brian Williams called one of the greatest TED Talks of all time, is the creator and host of one of the great podcasts of all time, How to Citizen with Baratunde. Please welcome the brilliant and talented. Baratunde Thursday! Hello, Jack. Hello, Alex. Uh, I am most surprised to find out that y'all so cracked together in the past. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> good we to did. be here. Thank you for having me <laughs> back, Jack. And, and, and good to meet you, Alex. Way to keep the seat warm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We demand a pulse. And, uh, no. <laughs> no robot hosts here. No, no. Live <laughs> yeah. meat. I'm sending in my biometrics every few minutes, just letting yeah. people just know behind the scenes. Yeah. It's important <laughs> to let them know. I've been really enjoying season four. Loved your interview with Adrian Marie Brown. Thank about you. Fractals and yeah. sci fi. How to Citizen is a podcast that makes you feel not worn down by some of the shit that we cover in in the news cycle. That's so the goal. And you were there at the start. Self. I mean, you you, yeah. you were in the meetings. You were in the room where it happened. I was in the damn room Jack, where it happened. You helped it happen, Jack. That's right. Well, that's why I'm so complimentary. I wouldn't be, <laughs> even though I love the show, if it if I hadn't been there when it started, I would have been jealous and mean and spiteful. Well, I'm so, so glad you Just FYI. Yes. <laughs> All right, Baratunde, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Credit Suisse shares plunge. We don't usually cover like financial, the latest financial happenings, but it does seem like there's something happening in the world of finance. So we're just going to talk about Credit Suisse, the Silicon yeah. Valley Bank, all the turmoil. We do, we do cover a lot of Switzerland news, but not the banking Mainly Swiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're diversifying your Swiss coverage, which is good. Yes. Which is good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. You're supposed to diversify. Yeah. Like like stocks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Although everything's good. down. Sounds familiar. We're going to talk <laughs> Netflix's $150 million rom-com, which was just canceled. It was, oh, no. It's supposed to be a Nancy Myers joint for a hundred and fit with a one hundred and fifty million dollar budget. That's apparently that was her asking price. Netflix wouldn't go wouldn't budge over a hundred and thirty million. And they were like, no deal, which actually makes sense. Like there there's a nugget in this story that actually makes sense of the astronomical Netflix movie budgets. So we'll we'll talk about that. You're gonna we make will that explain. Make sense. That's we're that's gonna make sense. that make sense. Yeah. Uh, all of that Plenty more, but first, Baratunde, what is something from your search history? Okay, uh, there's there's too much in my search history, and I actually yeah. maintain it. I don't like being surveilled, but I do like my YouTube recommendation feed to be accurate. So okay. this is 
the conundrum <laughs> in which I find myself. And, and a recent search term, how to get between the terminals at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Mm. This, wow. this came out of a recent traumatic incident <laughs> where I was, I barely escaped from Florida. Uh, every time I go to that state, it's very difficult to leave. And then my mere presence there is actually in violation of a lot of the new laws of, that Ron DeSantis and crew have passed. So right. I'm a crime in Florida and so a fugitive. And I try to get out and they just try to drag me back in. And in this case, yeah. I was trapped in another state with a wonky governor, uh, Dallas, because American Airlines decided they're just not in the flying business anymore. Uh, yeah. They're in the shuffle you around to different broken planes business for 17 straight hours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the the options have become limited on the flying space. Uh, by the way, I just I, I was hoping that your search has you said how to. I thought you were going to say citizen. Like you were just <laughs> right. like, what does that mean? Really? Yeah. I was like, this is very late to be googling that baritone. You know, it's never uh, too late. Four to seasons fact check. in, okay, it's never uh, too late to learn and grow. All right, right? so don't shame right. knowledge seeking. Yes, that's a good point. Or the full search is how to citizen legal in Florida, question mark? <laughs> Need to know. Exactly. Banging on door. <laughs> what were you doing in just like personal business in Florida? Or? I have no personal business in Florida. No, this, <laughs> this was a financial obligation. Yeah. Um, and I was there uh, actually making my uh, PBS show, America Outdoors. We are doing go. our second season and we were filming in Florida. Uh, along the Swanee River. It was a really beautiful Ooh. time if you, you know, don't count the, the food options on the side of the road or the fact that Dollar General has a monopoly on all retail space. But yeah. the people, the nature, the connection to the nature river in Florida is dope. underrated. It's it, really beautiful. It really there. is. It really Holy is. Cow. So I was humbled yeah. by my time there, honestly. And it, I was in North Florida where I have not spent really much time in my life. So it was a, a voyage of discovery. Yeah. And I was ready to come home, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Dallas-Fort Worth didn't want to let you. American Airlines at Dallas-Fort Worth. We cannot just blame the worst airport in the country. We must also assign responsibility <laughs> to the worst airline. Uh, it's the their hub, though, right? They're yeah. like, we want you to come here. Yeah. We want to see, we want you to see what we've done with the place. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it was, it was, it was uh, exacerbated by the fact that I've, I've had I'm experiencing some hip pains and hip injury. Oh, and no. so uh, the size of the airport truly becomes like a health hazard. Sure. And, you know, it's everything's bigger in Texas. Like it's not just words people say. It's like design principles for worse living. And <laughs> these uh, these folks were just <laughs> determined to uh, to put me through my paces. My pace was off. So yeah. the whole enterprise was physically and emotionally quite, quite painful. I did, there were moments of light, you know, some people helped me out. I had uh, fellow passengers helping carry stuff. I had dudes with the carts helping me try to move through that airport at times. So all, all was not lost. And, uh, and we started, uh, I guess it would call it a hate group. Uh, <laughs> it was like we hate American airlines together. And so that was, um, that just feels like the, the one hate group I su could support. I definitely don't, tend to support hate groups, but this one just yeah. feels really justified by based on evidence. Um, and I'm just, all about evidence-based choices. Yeah. 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 So I hope I they're not a sponsor of your show. They are, but it's okay. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they usually give us a pretty wide berth. <laughs> ah, like an airship should. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I feel like everything in Texas is just contingent, like designed contingent on the idea that you have access to a pickup truck at all times. <laughs> I like, thought I was going to have to gate move to there. Gate, they're like, <laughs> well, you're going to want to hop in your pickup. What do you mean? Yeah. You don't you don't travel with a pickup? That, it would. I actually, my life would have been easier right. if I'd had a pickup truck and like mini guns, right? Yeah, always. And and that felt like the the Texas way. Yeah, there was a moment where I was like, maybe I'm just supposed to live here. Maybe I should <laughs> yeah. get a truck and like three guns and just. Sorry, California. We're done. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, this is where I live we're now. Out. That's always a good feeling when you're yeah. traveling and you, your brain just says, maybe this is just where we live now. <laughs> that was because <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, it was a, a 52 minute layover became 17 hours. Yes. Like we got uh, the, the free hotel thing happened. Yeah. And yeah. but at every turn, every turn, something went wrong. Something went wrong. like the hotel I went to. I thought I was smart. I made a reservation using some credit card points because I was like, everybody's going to be going to the free hotel. I've got points. I'm going to stay at the hotel right at the airport because no one thinks of that. Right. And I get there and I'm so excited and I have my, my reservations on the phone. Like I'm prepared for the backlash, for the resistance, for the squashing of myself. I was like, mm. here's my uh, reservation code. We're good. And uh, she's like, that's for tomorrow night. Ugh. And I was like, no, no, no it's Man. for today, March 11th. Mm. Yet today, because uh, of the beauty of time uh, and the amount of it that American Airlines wasted, today had become Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so boy. I get to my hotel room at like 2.15 in the morning. I have to get up at 6 to try to make the next flight out. We get on the plane. It's the third plane we've been on. And the crew was like, we got you. We don't know what happened with the, those jokers last night. We right. got you. And we're like, okay, great. Yeah, we like high five. Like we think, the war is over, you know, oh, like everybody's so like, people are kissing in the aisle. Yeah. Like, it's great. <laughs> you know, babies are being conceived. And the captain has to come on the microphone. And he's like, folks, uh, can't believe I have to say this, but something wrong with the plane. Oh, <laughs> so we're going to need everybody to get off. Yeah. Go to terminal five miles from here and yeah. uh, try again. We will get you home. Uh, and at this point, babies are, you know, screaming profanities. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Google helped a little. <laughs> this is helping me understand that airport because the last time I was there, I saw a barber shop in it, like yeah. in the terminal. And I was like, no, that's a business for regular life. But if you live there, you do need a haircut. That makes sense. Yeah. There's yeah, like that's Home right. Depots in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember seeing the hotel and being like, what? Like, I guess I could see, but but that is a bad sign that they yeah, need. A hotel should not be that close. Like, you been, shouldn't be like yeah. gate 37A, gate 37B, Hyatt Regency. Gate exactly. Like, yeah. No, no, these are not the same choices. It's been bad enough for long enough that they built <laughs> it's a like hotel on the other and side a barber shop. <laughs> they know, yeah. like the whole hotel is TSA approved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no nail clippers in the entire hotel. No. What is something that you think is overrated? I think the uh, the intelligence of venture capitalists All is, right. uh, is greatly overrated. I know, unpopular opinion. I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very popular on this show, but I feel like because you are plugged into like the tech world and I don't know, I it, it feels like there is still this, I don't know, like 
understanding that if something doesn't have v- VC funding, it's not like a viable idea in in a lot of worlds and just like that yeah. it's I I don't know. Like do ha, are we coming to the end of this just being the the prerequisite for getting anything off the ground is just massive rounds of like, you know, tens of millions of dollars of funding? I hope so. I think so. I I uh, some of my best friends are VCs, by the way. This is not sure. like VCism. But uh they've had an outsized influence on some major challenges and failures in our society. Hello, second largest bank collapse uh, in U.S. history. Right. And and that was led by VCs who, were, who present themselves as these like very rational actors, smarter than everybody else, optimizing efficiency, sound decision making. And these fools just freaked the hell out and uh, and called and, and instigated a bank run. Right. And, and, and truly yeah. rational behavior. We're like, keep calm, carry on. It's going to be OK, even though. Silicon Valley Bank had some issues. It didn't need to go completely belly up. It didn't need to like drain the insurance fund uh, and end up getting bailed out by by all that money because people took out forty two billion dollars in a single day. That's like, yeah. that's record setting panic. You know, you can measure the size of the panic in billions. So so these guys, you know, overfund things that don't need it. Meanwhile, a lot of the solutions we do need in climate and other areas are are not funded. Uh, housing's very underfunded, and and their supposed genius is also just a byproduct of like zero interest rate policies where money's free, right? And, and so they have to like chase the return somewhere, so they throw it into like a high speed burrito delivery by drone service and, and call it innovation. <laughs> right. And then and then we're supposed to put them in charge of like schools and healthcare. Right. Yeah, because trying to take it all over. The tax rates too low, <laughs> you know. Like, there's there's a there's other things to do with that resource and other things to do with our adoration than just laud it on people who got lucky and hooked each other up. Right, feels like a lot of luck, yeah. a lot of hooking each other up, and a lot of then retroactively turning that into like a great bi- autobiography about like how they did it all against the odds. Oh yeah, like, pulled, in the media. pulled myself up by these golden shoe straps I inherited <laughs> from my daddy. Right. But I don't know, just in general, like, because I, I've, this feels like a really good intersection of, you know, what you talk about, which is like, you know, maintaining hope, maintaining an active relationship to our democracy. I'm sorry, my hope show. died at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport <laughs> okay, on March but... 11th slash 10th. <laughs> Uh, because it was a two-day experience. But let's continue with your Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but, the, but like it, it just feels like a lot of these stories that we're, we're covering day in, day out when it comes to climate, when it comes to housing, when it comes to even like crime, but like it's all like this massive like weather system of people chasing profits that we're all just like kind of attached to and like nobody really has control over and it's just out there doing its thing and people are kind of left to make sense of the results but i i don't know it it feels sort of out of control and like a like how do you how do you think about you know impacting change and like actually like having power in a society that is like so much driven by like VC concerns and profitability and just, you know, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I try to take a deep breath and <laughs> right. uh, know that, you know, some level of this too shall pass. Know that we're not totally powerless, that there have been people in other places in the world right now and in other moments in time throughout our history who've, you know, had a lot less resource than the average, you know, U.S. dweller today yeah. Yeah. and have, have multiplied and found more power with others. You know, they have done the thing we try to talk about on the podcast. They have citizened as a verb, right. not like a legal lawyer thing, but as a like people powered self-governing thing. And, and so, you know, VC is going to VC yeah. and, and not all do it in the same way. And there are some who recognize, oh, we should be investing in the people we've divested from for many generations. The returns are probably better because they're literally undervalued assets yeah. as opposed to chasing the, the Stanford dropout again and again and again. <laughs> right. And then I think about and try to find other stories. You know, this, I feel like we're, I feel like I'm drowning in a wave of really debilitating daily news. Yeah. It's just like everything's busted. It's corruption everywhere. The politicians are fighting. The, the, the wealthy are stealing from the, like, it's just bad. It's just yeah. bad. And then the bats or lab employees are trying to kill us, right? Like <laughs> Congress is fighting over all of that too. And then the, the, the broader truth, or I guess the deeper truth is that there's a lot of what we look for and what we think we need, we already have in pockets. And there's, there's <laughs> people experimenting with other ways to be. So with money, you know, and economic stuff, like we have someone on our show this week, Kate Rayworth, who's come up with a whole system called donut economics, which is delicious because who doesn't like donuts? I'm already in. Great yeah. branding on that Yeah, one. people who yeah. hate America, but otherwise, like <laughs> good humans love donuts. They're endlessly, <laughs> you know, circular fun. Uh, but, you know, how could we construct, like profits aren't bad. Seeking them isn't evil or destructive until it is, until it's the only thing. Right. And it kind of pushes out all other considerations. So the, the donut economics thing says, take an image of a donut. There's an outer, you know, limit to what defines a donut and an inner limit where there's right. the hole. And in between, you got tasty goodness, but that outer limit's earth and like planetary limitations. And we can't just grow infinitely past those imi- limitations. Or that's like cancerous, malignant growth that destroys the host. And then the inner circle is like human dignity. There's just some basic stuff we all need. Housing, healthcare, food, mm. yeah, Bugattis, you know, right? And so we each get those things and, and the latest Tesla without the Mercurial yeah. CEO. right? And then in between, we can play. We can have a lot of fun. We can fund things. We can be silly. We can have dance parties. Or we can indulge, but respecting boundaries. Those two limits. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, and so a lot of what is exploding, you know, in the sense, in, especially in economic stuff, is we're just out of balance. And we've optimized for one particular performance indicator without regard to almost anything else. And so we're suffering for it. Our planet's suffering and our ability to live on the ground that stays still under us and doesn't slide away uh, or burn up is also yeah. at risk too. So there's good stories out there. There's other ways to see the world and other ways to, to create that world that we want to live in. And so I'm trying to shift my attention and focus to those instead of just dwelling on the crisis. Yeah. Crises. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I also, I, I, I just like that you also make an outdoors show. I, I, would, I would think that helps <laughs> yes. in a separate way as well. Like you literally touch grass, like they say on the internet. You go and see that the manatees are still there and we, we haven't lost that yet. 
Alex, yo. So it's not separate at all. It's it's literally connected. You know, Jack will remember this from the early days of How to Citizen. We have these four principles of what it means as a verb. It means you participate. It means you invest in relationships with yourself, with others, and the planet around you. It means you understand power. It means you value the collective. But that connection with nature, that's that's a part of how we are a part of any community. And I get to make a whole show focused on that, uh, which awesome. isn't technically a part of the How to Citizen world, but it's part of my world. And I think it's you know it's part of ours. And a week ago, today, is it a week ago today? Yeah, I was swimming with manatees. That's You were in the water. Oh, yeah, it, in Florida, in the springs on the Suwannee River. And we didn't know, like we had been hunting is the wrong word, been searching for manatees <laughs> with this group of scientists. <laughs> that would have been such a turn. <laughs> so we were out hunting manatees. <laughs> we were on a manatee hunt. And uh, before we, you know, slaughtered them, I swam with some of them, just a human idea. No, we were, I'm we were so trying full. to preserve them. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> but these, these scientists have made it their mission to protect these beautiful, awkward, ginormous creatures. So funny. So graceful. Yeah. And yeah. So weird looking. So, and we didn't spot, yeah. we spent all day, I kayaked 10 miles searching for manatees with awesome. this biologist. My shoulders are burning. And uh, we think, oh, that's a wrap. We're having lunch. And we get a call. There's manatees at the springs. <laughs> right across <laughs> from the lunch spot where we started. So they were wow. trolling us. Yeah. And, uh, and we went over and showed them what's what and got some <laughs> great photos. And they came right up to me uh, and they're really beautiful and majestic. So, and it's a humbling, awesome. it's a humbling experience to like swim with a sea cow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like funny. Look, it's a cartoonish creature. Yeah. And also beautiful and graceful and reminding me of, the, of our connection. There's a, a lot yeah. more life than just ours. Truly a like living cartoon character. Just yeah. what was yeah. such a fun so great that they exist. <laughs> like, it is. It is. Yeah. Good work, nature. Of, of people yeah. citizening. Yes. You know, they, they should continue to. Uh, the only reason we knew they were there is because there's a guy who sits by the springs. He's like a big white bearded dude. Wow. And he loves the river and he loves manatees. And he just like, he did the, if you see something, say something. Like, and he right. phoned like <laughs> the manatee team. We got manatees. <laughs> He's like, there's, yeah. there's three of them over here. They're coming in. You might want to get over here. And, uh, <laughs> So that that's they you know they're part of the community you know of, of the people who depend on this river. I think that was was yeah, beautiful. That there's, is there's really also cool. something really joyful about an alert to come see manatees. Like you will succeed yeah. <laughs> in getting there in time. I feel like I know they can know, alarm. but we all yeah. get much worse alerts on our phone than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, for a moment I was manatoon day. Oh, there it there is. You there you go. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll find out what you think is underrated. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're... Back. And I love that American Airlines ad you just ran. That was yeah. So, well, you know, they give good haircuts. It's mainly an advertisement for the barber shops at the house yeah. forward. Yeah. So it's sort of like of a speakeasy. You go through the plane into the chair. You know, it's yeah. great. They're trying to build their own communities of pe- you know, trapped easy. travelers who yes. then become workers for American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> What is something that you think is underrated, Baritunde? I I think the movie The Woman King is yeah. underrated. I uh, I just loved it m- way more than I expected. I, I saw the poster and I was just confused. I had no idea what it was about. I hadn't read anything about it. I hadn't heard anything about it. And I saw a little blurb and, and went to see it with my wife and we were both rocked by this story. And so I think every actor... <laughs> in that but especially the the women actors and the youngest one and and viola davis they all just crushed and there's this beautiful symbolic representation of like civil war within you know an african community within a black community i love the honesty yeah of the whole like the way they treated the history of enslavement you know to the americas and the participation of african nations in selling you know some of their own people or as they saw them their enemies people you know into bondage that's that's like a third rail that a lot of folks don't talk about. Women warriors, you know, we don't hear that story. It's like it was like a real life Wakanda. Yeah. And, and I love Black Panther and I love Wakanda and fiction is very powerful. But to have like a, a factual-ish, you know, representation of, of a kingdom that truly existed, uh, I found to be really, really powerful as well. So love that movie. Uh, was sad that the uh, campaign of the two Leslie thing uh, seemed to have bumped it from the slot of possible yeah. nominations yeah. and so i wanted to give some attention to that it really felt like a shoe in for like a, a bunch of oscar attention let alone like ju- just none which was pretty yeah frustrating yes yeah underrated people should check out the woman king 
Yeah. Gina Prince Bythewood, who made yes. Love and Basketball, The Old Guard, which we covered on this show. I kind of love that I really like The Old Guard, <laughs> fun, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it was really fun. It also like hit right when we were getting into the pandemic and like shut down. And so we were like, we're just talking about things that are streaming on the Daily yes. Zeitgeist right now. <laughs> and that was a really fun one. But yeah, she made The Woman King. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I, I appreciate this tip. I'm not in the habit of being in theaters again yet. I just haven't gotten going at it. And so mm. other than everything everywhere all at once, which we streamed, I've just missed all the new movies lately. So that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, you can still see Top Gun Maverick uh, for the next three years, I think, with uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise's contract with yeah. the exhibitors. And yeah. then you'll be alone uh, in the theater by that point. But it's some things are, are beautiful on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, and you don't even have to rent the theater anymore. Top Gun saved movie theaters at gunpoint. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. very American. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for our famous segment, Stock Corner. Jack's stock corner where I talk about all the happenings. Uh, buy, no, sell, I don't. sell, buy. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's the famous uh, intro <laughs> sound bit. All right. So Credit Suisse shares plunged yesterday by roughly 25%, which caused other bank stocks to fall. This was sparked in part by the fact that their largest shareholder, Saudi National Bank, publicly stated it wouldn't beef up its investment. And a lot of people are framing it as a piece with the recent bank failure in the U.S. And there's some debate, but people think that they've actually been that this is something that's been ongoing. Maybe there is like just in the sense that these are all humans responding to stimulus and one bank failed and they're like, you know, there's panic in the air. Maybe it's related in that way. But Credit Suisse has been struggling for years following a steady stream of customers pooling their money, which has allegedly slowed but not stopped, according to even their CEO. And like the reasons why customers keep pooling money is that they are constantly embroiled in scandals which have included admitting to defrauding investors as well as being accused of helping to launder money on behalf of the Bulgarian mafia of all the mafias <laughs> of all the mafias <laughs> like that I mean look I'm not trying to you know, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to be on the wrong side of any mafia. I respect right. all mafias equally. But yeah. just <laughs> just the word, the word having <laughs> Bulgarian mafia thrown yeah. on, on top. Yeah. And then also serving <laughs> clients involved in drug trafficking and torture. So did they take like a Hippocratic banking oath where they like agree to serve anyone regardless? The worst. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like Doesn't criminals, matter. mafiosos, like we bank with anybody. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a commitment. This, this is also just more countries than I expected. Like, why why is the Swiss Credit Suisse Bank mainly run by a Saudi bank and then also funding the Bulgarian mafia? Like, like this is a real set of pieces of string across a map with pushpins that I, I did not expect. Yeah. It all <laughs> is. Yeah, it's very true, Alex. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like some kind of global conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I guess so. As we're seeing things like this, and again, I, it just feels like this weather system, If you, like any time I see like one of the stock channels, the finance channels, it really feels like it's just one big like wet weather channel where they're just like, oh, mm. you know, just responding to stimulus. They, there's like the predictions are, you know, all over the place. And like, 
I guess I'm just wondering, do you see the ideas that you cover and, you know, you you guys talked in the uh, Adrian Marie Brown interview about fractals and like this yeah. idea of like small changes that can like kind of move up and like become kind of replicate themselves over large swaths of like people like are you seeing pickup for any of these progressive ideas that aren't just purely driven by profit like the outside outside of this system because it does feel like there's going to be an opportunity as the these things fail more and more in the coming years like it, it feels like the economy is not in a great place for long term and so no we we're really um as as the finance people would say we're highly levered right you know? <laughs> uh, we are in a there's we have a lot of debt and and our economy and the u.s in particular the west in general powered by consumption so which is you know a consumptive addiction like we have to keep consumers confidence up and consumer spending up otherwise the whole game kind of falls apart yeah and, and that, it's a confidence game you know, if we, our money's not all in the bank, right. right? I'm not trying to stir up shit. That's just like a mathematical fact. Right. We never all want it out at the same time. So we can perpetuate stability based on that trust and faith and the full credit, you know, of, of the governments that back these banks. But that, that trust is, has eroded. So I am seeing evidence of other systems of trust. Uh, let me talk to you about cryptocurrency <laughs> and uh, this you. great opportunity in blockchain. Oh, good. So, yeah. Uh, we've got a another new sponsor no. lost. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, the donut economics thing that I mentioned earlier with Kate Rayworth, that's not just like an academic out there giving TED Talks about possible ideas. There are cities, you know, Barcelona, Amsterdam, cities in the US as well who have started to adopt a view of economics that accounts for some of these limits, a lower limit and an upper limit, and tries to set up new measurements. I mean, we have a measurement of inflation. We have a measurement of gross domestic product. We have a really questionable measurement of employment and unemployment. And those are kind of like the levers that we use. And then we have a big break in gas pedal on interest rates that right. the Fed imposes and the president party kind of doesn't matter like the fed's going to do their thing and there's there's a lot more ways we could calibrate our relationship with money and with value and i even i joke a little bit about crypto but we had an episode with uh this this web3 community friends with benefits the the mayor of that that group right just talking about how they've set up the community not to necessarily like buy and trade the coins and like get rich off of membership, which is speculation and kind of Ponzi-ish, but really thinking about a membership club and like how you value members, how you recognize that value, how you would encourage a member to bring the cool stuff they want to build to the group. You know, it's like, I, I have an idea. I want to do it. I'm going to do it all by myself because I don't want anybody else to get paid off of it. Like right. that's one way to approach it. Or I could bring it to the crew. Maybe it's my family. Yeah. Maybe it's my little club and get help, and then we share in that. It's still versions of capitalism. I, I'm not promoting a communist way of thinking, though it would be interpreted that way by people who fear losing control over the current system. Right. But there's other ways to value our relationships and to credit people for what they offer. And our quote-unquote economy now doesn't do that very well. We got a lot of uncompensated labor, 
by by women and by moms and by parents in general. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, Jack, is you should get paid for this parent teacher meeting that you're going to today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what, yeah. I mean, I told you, I I do the the work. I I bring my own spreadsheet to See? show them. You, you know, have a shirt with a collar. You told I, us. And it's not you. normal for you. So you probably bought it's, a shirt. You know how hard it is for me to keep this shirt on? It's, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many t-shirts that are more comfortable than this button shirt. <laughs> so you're cosplaying responsible dad. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's there's other ways of uh, of us relating to to the money thing and to the economy thing. We yeah. had a whole season of, of our podcast on a season two was all about know how to citizen through the economy yeah it's like hard to show up in citizen yeah. when you can't pay the bills and yeah. so what are some other ways we can relate to that that don't involve like violent revolution turns out there's a lot of space between violent revolution and what we're living through right now a lot of peaceful possibilities yeah that's really interesting and i i'm, I'm also thinking about all the different institutions and models you bring up and how it seems like all of them have less support than banks like I, I, the, pa- the past week or so yes. has really taught me that the government is a first responder if a bank needs something. Like right. they are on the ball, they are yeah. sliding down the pole of the fire station. They are ready to yes. go. Yeah, that that's a great observation. A sad truth, you know, yeah. behind it. There, you know, the way we deal with poverty, there's, there's a lot of people struggling, and a lot yeah. of folks are made to feel like it's their fault. Yes, it's like, oh, if you don't have enough to feed your kids, you're a bad mom or bad parent. Or maybe you're just living in a bad economic situation. Maybe there's no opportunities where you are. Maybe yeah. the hoops that the government puts you through that they didn't put, you know, the depositors of Silicon Valley Bank through could be realigned. Yeah, it's very expensive to be poor in this country. Absolutely. The amount of paperwork involved in it, you'd need a full-time executive assistant just to be able to afford being poor, you know, uh, to, to get all the benefits you're allegedly due. And uh, and so just giving people money uh, in terms of, you know, guaranteed income at certain levels is is something that works. And uh, we featured, you know, folks who have those kind of programs running as well uh, out of Oakland out of, and uh, out of uh, the southeast of the U.S. Yeah. The fact that the U.S. government basically fired the entire bureaucracy that is like was built to help you with this stuff. Like with all the paperwork, with like doing your taxes is way harder here than anywhere else. And just it's like automatic applying in, for in, uh, yeah, some countries. Yeah. yeah, they just send you a basically, bill. Here's what happens. You get paid and, and whoever pays you has to tell the government. Right. And, and at the end of the year, the government asks you, how much did you get paid? And you're like, but you already <laughs> you already you're, you're literally it's in the yeah. cloud, bro. Like it's your cloud. Like, you know, you tell me. But then and, you- uh, and then we've created a whole industry of uh, dodging and fudging and deducting and accounting for just for most people it's not required it shouldn't be required and and it's making some people very wealthy yeah but it's making most of us you know poorer uh, in experience and in hard money yeah HR and Block are making a killing. Uh, the rest of <laughs> us are just that's right. They lobbied against simplification. Yeah, know? of course. Just like the, uh, the 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 people who ran Silicon Valley Bank lobbied against rules that might have prevented you know them from taking these risky positions, which you know sapped the confidence in their holdings. Do so you, we keep. Yeah. Uh, it's like we're getting. We're, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin this positively. Jack, Alex, we are being given repeat opportunities to learn a certain lesson. 
Yeah, <laughs> Isn't that good? I've learned yeah. the hell out of that lesson. I am on board. <laughs> uh, I need some other people to learn that lesson. And I just, I, I do feel like as like, you know, just reading like the tea leaves of the zeitgeist, like, you know, you guys talked about on, on your podcast that like we are no longer at the place where we're waiting to see the effects of climate change. We are now in a world where you are either privileged enough to not be like dealing with the effects of climate change every day or you are feeling them and you are like there there is a tension there. There's a tension yeah. between like the, the conversations that we're having and the existing order of people who are just chasing profit, like the future be damned. And like, I'm also seeing, you know, it, even though we were never huge fans of Elon Musk, like his kind of embracing of like these like kind of right wing memes and talking points. Like, I'm wondering if there's going to be more of a like they're going to build out a pseudo intellectual like lattice work that like I, I think they already have and I think it's just like getting more and more popular this like rightward shift of yeah. like the people who are in control do you, do you like see all of that stuff just being connected in some ways yeah it, there is a connection and, and the wealthy and white inheritor of South Africa uh, yeah. <laughs> so is a perfect avatar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> f- for this moment sure is he really is he really is the, the that infrastructure ideological it, it shows up in a place like Hillsdale College, which is very well funded and promoting from an academic lens anti critical race theory, anti wokeness. So I guess pro sleepness, right? For go back for to our sleep. Way of being, <laughs> yeah, we are stop woke, stay sleep. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay governor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> the best American is a sleep American, and, and you know the. There's a lot of incentive and benefit yeah. in the short term for folks to try to preserve and protect something that only accrues value to a few. Yeah. And, and if you tell the story the right way, the real feeling of loss that a lot of us feel, not just liberals, like, concern, like all kinds of people are experiencing a sense of dramatic change, dispossession, and loss. The story you tell to explain it is how most people believe it happens. Right, and, and so there's an infrastructure of storytelling to say it, it's a Muslim Mexican from China right. who is the the reason that your gas prices are really high right now. Yeah, uh, The reason that you can't afford milk, the reason that things just don't feel the way they used to, the reason there's more different folks in your neighborhood now, the right. reason there's no Jesus in this, like the instability we're feeling has other explanations. Uh, ones I think are much more sound and ones that give us an opportunity to try to find stability in all this change. But folks like Elon, you know, they are addicted to attention right. and that gets attention right now. Right. You know, that counter narrative, that transgressive tone and vibe. It, it's very, very wealthy people complaining that they don't have a voice. Yeah. The, you know, the, right. guy, who the owns guy who owns Twitter. a social media network is like, I can't be heard. Yeah. Nobody, and, and, he, and he is... You know, to someone who has inherited advantage and privilege, anything smacking of equality feels like oppression. Right. And so this guy, he really is an extraordinary avatar for that, that psychology, that frame of mind, which says, I, rich CEO of four companies, need a fifth or three companies need a fourth. And yes. I'm going to buy a vocal platform. And even when I sit atop that, 
if everybody doesn't see all of my tweets, I'm going to literally re-engineer it. People are going to get fired. Yes. <laughs> and, and the people who remain are going to stay up all night yes. and hack together a solution so that I maintain my sense of security and value. Now, yeah. the, the real twist is like, I identify with that. I don't like feeling insecure sure. or less valuable. Yeah. I just don't have the means to impose that on the world, you know, <laughs> in, in the way that Elon does. And I think it'd be a really destructive world if we all chose to use our power that way. So his use of power like this really is, is sad. Yeah. It actually just deepens the truth of his insecurity. Like you're so fragile that you had to spend billions of dollars, some of your own, and a lot of other people's. You had to displace a bunch of workers, some of whom have medical conditions and healthcare needs and visa requirements. Right. You had to destroy a ton of economic value because you're so weak feeling. Man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's actually a really sad existence. And there's nothing to be emulated. There's nothing exciting or proud about that. That's actually someone who's deeply hurt. Right. Yeah. yeah. So let's give him a hug. You know, let's give Elon a big hug. <laughs> I, and then you know, take all take his money and uh, give it to poor people. Yeah, hug and reach into a pocket. Just yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy. It's two steps. No, I, I that is so dead on. Like when we were talking about times when news is hard or or is unpleasant to consume. Like I, I feel like a lot of news in the past few years has been about like deeply sad and warped dudes like Elon Musk or <laughs> like, like like there's no point detailing Donald yeah. Trump's ways where he is that way. But like he he used to call places with rumors about what a great guy he is under a fake name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just yeah. it's just sad. Even if you agree with everything he's into, that is also a bummer about him. That's not good. No, to think there about. is there are wounded little boys running around in man suits. Yeah. <clears throat> inflicting their wounds on the world. And that that's infuriating. And and there's a part of me that just wants to shame people for that. It's like, how dare you? You should know better. Like you have resources, you can, you can buy better help, you know, instead of buying Twitter, buy the better help therapy platform yeah. Yeah. and work on your shit. You know what I mean? God, but yeah. um, that's not very compassionate. And I don't think that actually helps. And I think, you know, you've brought up Adrian Marie Brown a few times, Jack, I appreciate that. This conversation about fractals that we had wasn't just some esoteric chat about, you know, artistic patterns in the world. Yeah. But there's, there's some mathematical realities that like very small level patterns repeat at very large scales. And we can see it in this kind of AI looking art, but we can also see it in biological structures. And I think in, in behavior, you know, it starts at home. Like Trump came from a house. He came from a neighborhood. Yeah. He came from a school. He came from TV shows where there were producers and executives who all modeled or encouraged uh, or at a minimum allowed this behavior such that we all get to experience it at the large scale. Right. And, and so the yeah. reverse has to be true too. If we concede more compassion, you know, these, these dudes that shoot up these schools and theaters and everything, a lot of them are hurting. Right. Like I heard one interview with this kid and he's not, it was a quote. He's like, he was in such uh, depressive pain. And he was like, I guess I have to be a school shooter. Right. Right. Like it was like a job description yeah. that he was right. like destined to because of, his pained emotional state. And, and so like, that's one outcome. Or I guess I have to be mean like Donald Trump. I guess I have to be callous like Elon Musk because that's what you do with your pain because we're not educating, you know, ourselves on other ways to handle it. So it's, yeah. it's real ugly and nasty and I want to be super, I am really uh, frustrated at it, but I'm also like, I've felt those feelings myself too. Yeah. And I'd be lying 
if I said that like I'm that different from Elon Musk. Like, we're still both human beings. Yeah. Uh, again, I just don't have the the wherewithal, the resources to act out the way he does. And and for many of us, we would be met with a different response if we did. Yeah. Like somebody would yeah. smack me down well before I made it to the Elon level of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you have different rules. You have different rules. You can't do that. Yeah. We we talked like all the way back <laughs> on the cracked podcast about when Trump was just running for president, we were talking about how it seemed like this narcissistic personality disorder was the new like cheat code for American fame and capitalism. Yeah. And yeah. I think we've seen that like that. That's really where the fractals thing <laughs> makes sense mm. to me is that at a very personal level, like you said, thinking about what all the things that happened in his life to shape him into that person. But then that just getting exploded and turning our entire civilization, like the, how, like the nervous system of our nation into like a replica of what, yeah, what he values and what, what is broken inside of him. But, you know, we, we've definitely seen in other times, like you were saying earlier, like we've seen, in other time periods, the opposite that like people who have great values and great courage can then lead entire movements that have very small and simple beginnings. So and 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 without, you know, it doesn't require celebrity or like the scale of millions. Right. For us to experience that we yeah. we can do it now. Yeah. Right. Like we can show up. You know, there I had moments in my painful, literally painful interaction with this airline, with this airport of, you know, I feel on my inner, inner Elon, like I didn't pay for this. Right. This is not, I don't deserve to be treated like this. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is effed up. Yeah. And, and I deserve and me, me and my, and I felt that a lot. And that's not like every moment I'm all like Zen about it, but there are times when I could also look to my fellow passengers and we just had to laugh. Yeah. And be like I was exhausted with, yeah. with the fury. And there was another emotion we could tap into. And feeling that connection, like we're sharing this moment together and seeing people help each other. And, you know, people like I look like I'm very able-bodied. And folks had to be paying attention to know that I was struggling. Yeah. And right. it almost yeah. brought me to tears to have like someone much older than me help me with my bags. That's really nice. And that's just like, man, I'm not, I'm not used to asking for help. Yeah. You know, I, it makes me feel a certain type of dependency or weakness. And then, but we feel stronger together when we acknowledge that. And so like, it was a gift to that dude to let him help me. Yeah. And that was his way of participating in this moment in a way that maybe channeled his rage into something more productive, yeah. which is like mutual aid instead. Yeah. So there, oh. you know, Gandhi's great. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Obama on a good day. Right. Great. You know, Michelle, better. Right. But like there's somebody at your kid's school, Jack, right? There's somebody who lives next to you, Alex. Like there's somebody maybe in, in each of our homes who, you know, is already giving us an opportunity or showing us, you know, how to model that energy that we do want to see replicated at the larger scale. And if we all show up that way, we'll produce, yeah, you know, yeah. something that's the inverse uh, of, a, of a Musk or a Trump. Yeah. Well, yes. So let's let's go. That's right, man. And, and and also with all the men we've been talking about, like our our friend Jason Pargin was posting the other day about the idea that 
men, especially American men, are just kind of taught that asking for help in any way makes you a burden on other people and is really discouraged. And so, like, it seems to develop a lot of these negative figures being male and also then as the rest of us, if we're male, I think it's good to be cognizant of that extra barrier we might be carrying to doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we we can put some of that burden down. It's very uh it's very yeah. weak to be unwilling to acknowledge moments of weakness. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out. It's it's yeah. it actually turns on itself. And uh so yeah, there's been many men I'm thinking about Creed right now which I haven't seen yet, but Jonathan Majors, Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah. All these, you know, photos and posters of them embracing having flowers and stuff and still being jacked right like <laughs> masculinity is is much more holistic yeah than um than we've been t- miseducated into believing yeah. and and especially you know as a black dude like we've been heaped upon with a lot of ideas of what our masculinity and brutality is supposed to be aka the same thing right uh, but there's every every flavor of man is up against some image that isn't realistic it, it, it's it's this um hyper real and stereotypical and damaging yeah uh, whether it's like homosexual heterosexual whether it's softness versus hardness whether yeah it's intellectual pursuit versus physical pursuit like manhood is all that yeah rocky was oh we just started a movement yeah look at us manhood is all that that's there right. we go that's good Get that <laughs> yeah. domain name i'm in <laughs> All right. Thank you guys both for for sharing all that. Let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about Netflix real quick. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. 
Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back. I don't know if you guys can hear the, the parent-teacher conference means the kids are home and they are in the back oh. expressing <laughs> expressing themselves. Uh, I think it might, um, Alex. I don't hear anything. Do you? I don't hear anything. No. Yeah. This might. This is the moment. Jack just uh, admitted that my break. kids aren't real. It's, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> like you hear them in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> that's cool. He might. He might need a little rest. That's right. Uh, and there's nothing weak about admitting that, Jack. Very manly of you. Yeah. So real quick, because we had talked about the fact that there was a Netflix $150 million rom-com that was being ordered, uh, directed by romantic comedy titan Nancy Myers, who directed movies like It's Complicated, The Holiday, uh, wrote The Father of the Bride. And the the budget just didn't really make sense to me just because I'd never heard of a rom-com being at that budget. Right. Like, it's not like they need a lot of like CGI right. and cranes yeah. and, you know, going to Budapest and yeah. like it's not Mission Impossible. So our writer, J.M. McNabb, right. went and did some research on this because like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I just pause you right there, yeah. Jack? You have someone on staff who goes and researches things does before research. you talk about it. Do you them? believe it? Okay, that is way too responsible. <laughs> <laughs> he does a great job. Fascinating. One Fascinating of the, and he's Canadian, so he's not swept up in all this bullshit. You know, he's got a great <laughs> perspective on everything. The listeners will be hearing from him in the uh, trending episode, I think, later today. Or nice. I do like imagining Canadian information comes from some pristine spring in the north, <laughs> like some beautiful. <laughs> you know, well, I always thought it was an old Canadian yeah. information. <laughs> I always thought it was funny that Canadians had like some of the funniest people when it came to making observations or, you know, yeah. creating characters based around like things that we thought of as stereotypically like American pop culture. And like, yeah. I, I think there is like having that remove and just being like, well, this is absurd from from a very young age is probably probably helpful. <laughs> but anyways, he he pointed out that, you know, the while the rom-com Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts cost $60 million. So that's less than half of, of what Netflix was even offering. Yeah, and here. Clooney and Julia Roberts. Yeah, huge names, names, right? Yeah. So. But the thing that's happening here is in a theatrical movie, they can give these movie stars like points on like a portion of the profit. So that mm. keeps oh. the budget, the back end, the back end points on the back end, baby. <laughs> and so that's how these budgets stay low. Whereas with Netflix, they do not do that. And so everybody has to be paid up front. And that's why these Netflix budgets are like so wild. Like, I, yeah. Um, so that you have to get paid up front all the money you might ever make for the life of, of the, the film. Yeah, exactly. So then what I would love to see from your fancy Canadian <laughs> is, you know, four to $60 million, you know, upfront fee in the traditional model. Like what's that back end add up to? Sure. And, and for the, mm -hmm. for kind of like the total payout associated with, 
the, the lifetime budget, if you will. Yeah. In Netflix, the lifetime budget happens in a moment. In a traditional film, it happens over, let's say, 15 years, maybe. Yeah. And so what's the expected value over 15 years? I, and, and let's see if uh, if your neighbor to the north can handle that. <laughs> I would guess it's probably, like in the case of Ticket to Paradise, they probably were getting each, like, probably 30 million on top of like i i think that budget probably would have been more like if it was being made for netflix would have been more like a yeah. hundred and a hundred million if only we had a way to know these things. right yeah well like, well i mean i'm i'm using the pro- netflix's proposed budget for this nancy myers film was 130 million and she was like i that. need it to be 150 million and they were yeah. like deals off <laughs> <laughs> so they they had that number was apparently coming from somewhere on their end. Do you think that uh, that Nancy Myers and her team regret holding that line? I don't know. That's a do great you, do, question. Did you think like Netflix might have count? Do you think oh they'll counter? Yeah, and they're like, and there's like, no, nope. we're we're good. We actually we told you one thirty. We thoughts. meant it. Anyways, <laughs> good luck at Hulu. Yeah, but yeah, so do, a lot of people I were making wonder if if like this story is almost a trailer for this future movie whenever it right. happens. You know what I yeah. mean? Like this is the origin <laughs> story of this. Inc- I like this, that. Idea. It was like the movie Smart. too amazing for Netflix, and then <laughs> you know, right. like now I care about <laughs> it. I just wanted they they should call it watch what we did with the extra 20 million (laughs) (laughs) that's right i mean i would watch that i'd be like i'm so curious like how how this how this maps out uh, as a as a vc might say yeah absolutely it's it's the same movie but iron man walks through one time just really quickly (laughs) right yeah and they have insane music scoring you know it's like they licensed everything one of the dates (laughs) takes place on the helicarrier from the avengers because scarlett johansson was supposed to be in it so it only makes yeah. sense. All right. Well, Baritone Day, such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist, as always. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? They can find me on the internet, wherever Ooh, Baritone Days okay. are found. I am I am all of them. I've made sure. <laughs> but, you know, the show is How to Citizen. That's the most current accessible thing, howtocitizen.com. And they're obviously listening to a great podcast right now. So just Flip that dial, uh, like the the Gen Alphas would say, and uh, and, and tune into the How to Citizen Jam on that. And I write at Puck. Uh, we didn't talk anything about that, but I do a lot of long form writing over there. Yeah, and I'm really having fun exploring topics of artificial intelligence uh, plus racism, which sometimes are in the same article. Whoa. Yeah. Otherwise, just you know, <laughs> smile. Be uh, be grateful for things and uh, take yeah. it easy on yourself. The world is hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a work of media that has been allowing you to take it easy on yourself? All right. So uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, mm. as performed by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. This song almost came out of a divine inspiration moment. It's like, all roads lead back to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like storming through this airport in pain, in anger for the last plane change. And I click my little AirPod, because I'm fancy, to resume listening to a podcast about the history of uh, racism masquerading as concern for abortion by the evangelical base in this country. Really light stuff. Perfect yeah. for the mood I was in. There you go. And, and my phone was like, you don't need to hear that. You need to hear <laughs> this. And for I don't know why this happened, but this song just started playing in stereo in my head. And it was like, ain't no, no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough to keep me from you. And it was just, it was great. It was a real mood booster, reminded me 
that, you know, whatever experience we're having, we can shift, you know, the experience of it, even a very negative one. And I found myself smiling and I sent my wife the song. I was like, I'm going through all this for you. But I said, it with love, you know, and, uh, and she took it with love. Hopefully and, it wasn't a voice memo. Yeah. Not, it was a text. Not, not blame. <laughs> if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be going through it. No, I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> I said nothing can keep me from you, even this black hole of, a, of an airport right. and this joke oh. of an airline. So I, I recommend that there's a great YouTube video uh, of the two of them actually singing it, but you can you know, find it on your streamer of choice, whatever you already pay for, have free access to and uh, enjoy yourself. There you go. Alex Schmidt. What a pleasure having you as co-host for these past couple of days. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, it's been such a joy being here. And uh, and yeah, I make Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, the podcast with my co-host Katie Golden of Creature Feature fame and other things. Really love making that. If you search Secretly in your podcast app, you'll find it. And I don't think I said yesterday, I've been writing a monthly column for 1900hotdog.com, which is a wonderful (laughs) comedy website. If you miss how comedy websites used to be, it's a really good one, and it has the the wackiest name I've come across. Yeah, the best. that <laughs> I'm that's great. I'm definitely checking that out. That's so, yeah. You're reminding me of <laughs> internet comedy of yore just with that title. So yeah, yeah. oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. going for. It's from some of the great comedy writers of internet of yore. Yes. So it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and media tip. I I've really been enjoying Gilmore Girls. Had never seen it. Mm. It's great. It's streaming on Netflix in the U.S. <laughs> Nice. All right. You can find... Yeah, Jack, where can we find you? What's your oh, name? Me? I mean, obviously Who, at the me? parent-teacher conference. Who, but, uh... little old me? <laughs> yeah. After uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack <laughs> underscore O'Brien here twice a day over on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, our weekly NBA podcast. And yeah, I've been enjoying... Uh, secretly incredibly fascinating and how to <laughs> citizen look at this panderer with it. it's great <laughs> I, look man i have a lot of people on here with a lot of podcasts but it's food for the soul both of them <sighs> highly recommend that's great go check them out you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy super producer justin is there a song that you think people might enjoy on this thursday morning yeah, uh, considering our discussion of capitalism and uncompensated labor and the fucked up tax system running rampant, I thought of this song. Uh, it has a Peter Gabriel, Pink Floyd, 80s white guy bass type of vibe. It sounds like the <laughs> sounds like the opening of a modern day Miami Vice, and it repeats the line, money ain't no good to me. And it's, it's great. Uh, so you can check the song out. It's called Money by Leisure, and you can find that song in the footnotes. Footnotes, the Daily Zeitgeist. Is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.